Alrighty, welcome back to the Norwood Noise. We are, it's it's officially here. It is officially time, Graham. Um, Thursday, October 20th, the evening of, so we're going to upload this on a Friday. Um, and then, again, we're going to have to figure out um, what days work best for us recording. But again, we're very close to getting back to our weekly pods again. Um, but yeah, the season is upon us. It is the day before, the night before, um, musky madness here on Xavier's campus so that obviously kicks off our college basketball season here um, at Xavier and yeah I mean we're just just over a week and some change about 10 days from exhibition matches beginning all that good stuff and then obviously getting into um, some true regular season play here in just over two weeks so um, it is we're here it is upon us Graham are you excited? How are you doing? What are what kind of emotions are you feeling right now? Well, first of all, always good to be back. Um, I was telling Evan that's going to be nice when we get to a routine on recording instead of, you know, these long sporadic things that we had to do during the summer and preseason. But I'm counting this as the season. I mean, we are in full of like the like the midnight events that most college basketball programs have adopted. We're getting into secret scrimmages. Um, and then exhibition max like start in like the next week. Um, so this is season time, and I don't think there's like anything better than you know this season. Like it's it's underway. You know that feeling is great. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just thoroughly excited. I mean, last year it was great because you know it was the first year being a part of like college, but like you're kind of like learning, you know, what's college basketball. You know, get to go to games like regularly. It's like once in a lifetime like opportunity to just go to games. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. But now you know you got a wealth of experience from last year. Now you get to go in, you know, with um, a new mindset, especially for Xavier fans. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to this year. So I'm I'm very excited. You know, go down talk about these conferences and get going because I mean there's going to be less talking about hypotheticals and soon it's going to be talking about games and I just can't wait for that couldn't agree more um but yes we got a little conference preview here um we're going to hit the power six um plus we added the Atlantic 10 West Coast Conference because we think those are reputable kind of mid-major um conferences that should be noted on um so yeah we're going to run through each of those talk about each of those um give some quick headlines kind of who we think is going to finish where um, in these conferences. Um, obviously talk about Ken Palm's first set of rankings, um, AP poll, that just came out on Monday. So yeah, lots of stuff to get through. Um, we're going to try and keep it in under an hour because um, Graham's got a Taylor Swift album to get to here shortly. Um, but anywho. That's not true. That's fake news. I don't even know what Taylor <laughs> Swift is. That's okay. You can You can be proud of it. all right we'll get underway here um starting with in alphabetical order of course um the american athletic conference being our first that we're going to touch on here um i think i mean houston yeah i mean clear cut i mean most conferences i mean like there's like the favorite but then it's like well i mean you know like this team you know bring a lot of guys back this guy's got a new coach whatever it is i think american is like pretty cut and dry that I mean, this is Houston's to lose, and by a margin. Um, you know, we could talk a little bit more, like, once we, like, get down to the teams, but I just think, like, 
I don't know how sold I am on Houston yet. I think Samson does a great job. I think he's changed a lot about them and their identity. Their pace of play is, I think, one of the best in the country. Um, I'm not, like, completely sold, but it's not like it's one of those where it's like, well, I'm not sold because I really like Memphis. I don't think that there's a a clear second team. I mean, if we want to get into what's interesting about um, the American, I think – Hunter's done an amazing job at Tulane. Last year, I think halfway through the season, they started to piece it together with some big conference games. You know, he's standing on, like, the scores table, yeah. and he's, like, dancing with, the like, the college kids. I mean, I think he's done an amazing job, and they're fun, and I really hope Tulane makes the tournament. I think Ron Hunter being in March Madness is great for not just the sport, but for the entire world. Nature's totally healing agree. when Ron Hunter's in the tournament. Totally agree, and I think the amount of times – a lot of times when stuff like that happens, like I'll never forget, like when Wayne Selden threw down that disgusting dunk against Baylor, and like every game after that, they just couldn't stop showing it. And I was kind of like, and even being a KU fan after a few, I was like, okay, all right, enough with the Wayne Selden dunk. Like we get it. That like they could show that clip of Ron Hunter falling off his chair, and I would never get tired of it. It is awesome. Like it is so good. Mm-hmm. I think. Um... Tulane, you know, they they have, like, some very, very great um, players. I mean, Jalen Cook needs to be talked about. I think once it comes to NBA time, he's going to hear his name called a little bit. Um, and, you know, they just put a great team around him. And I think they really have a great opportunity to be, like, one of those mid-major teams that we talk about towards the end of the year. Um because I think Houston's cut and dry, and they're going to win their conference and most likely win their tournament. But Tulane's going to be that team that's going to get, like, a 7 or a 10 matchup, and it's going to be like, what do you do with this? Right. I think um, they bring a lot to the table. Um, I'm very – I'm looking forward to how uh, Tulane does this year. Um, additionally, as it pains me to see, I'm kind of interested to see what Cincinnati does. I think Wes Miller's a great coach, and he's changed a lot. And all of last year, it was about just wait till he gets his guys. And he had an amazing recruiting class, so it'll be interesting to see what Cincinnati does. And Memphis always is going to put talent on the court. It's just a matter of what they do with it. I mean, it was enough to extend Penny Hardaway a zillion years, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the American. But I think this is Houston's um, conference to win, but Tulane's like my dark horse. I mean, maybe they sneak together a few games, and Houston, you know, drops a few and they win their tournament i just can't see any other team winning the regular season yeah no i totally agree i think obviously like houston is out and out the favorite here um i agree with you on not i'm not sold on houston they um i don't know i i just it's like i gotta see them do it Mm -hmm. like 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 once they go and like put together a real tournament run and win like a good chunk of games in a row um you know, at a very high level, then I'll be like, okay, like I, I can see Houston. Like I obviously Kelvin Sampson's unbelievable. Um, like Jamal Sheed, you know, Reggie Chaney, Tremont Mark. I mean, Marcus Sasser is probably gonna be the player of the year in the American. Um, that, I mean that those four right there are, are complete game changers that any school would love to have. Um, Jairus Walker as well as another, I mean, just Jairus Walker's unbelievable. They, like they will be, a, I think he's going to be better than Whitmore. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't hate that at all. I, I This, there are 
unbelievably good. I think Memphis is going to slide. I don't think... I don't know. I, I think they could still finish second in the league. Um, I I like UC. I agree with you. I like Tulane. I also like Temple. Um, Aaron McKee, like he... This is his fourth season. I think he's kind of getting to the point where he really needs to start putting something together. Um, and I think this might be the year. Um, they were 17-12 and 12 last year, so that's not, you know, terrible marks. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, Jeremiah Williams, uh, Rashma Parks, like, they're going to – those are guys that are going to lead um, – they're going to lead that team. Um and and I I think that I think the Temple could get it back on track, um, but I agree with you. I think it's I think it's Houston one by far, um, and then I would say probably Memphis two, Cincy three, um, and then Tulane Temple kind of that four five. Um, but I agree with you. I think Tulane's probably got the the highest ceiling um, there in that conference. So that wraps up kind of our bits about <clears throat> about the eight the American. Excuse me. Um, now we're going to roll over to the ACC. Um, I think the biggest storyline there, um, and Graham, correct me if I'm wrong, but is North Carolina legit? Obviously, they are um, AP number one going into the season. Um, brought a lot back from a you know a team that was a a Kansas Jayhawk run away from from winning the national title last year. I think they were. As they say, I think they were kind of in a similar situation as Michigan State many years. Like, North Carolina played a ton of tough games early on in the season um, and just kind of fell off everybody's radar. And then all of a sudden, it was like they were in the tournament, and you're like, oh, like, yeah, like, they're a top 20 Kempom team. Like, of course they're going to be playing well. So, um, obviously, Armando Baycott, probably preseason national player of the year up there with Drew Timmy. Um, but I, what I have kind of taken away from this and and you know you take this where you want Graham but has the ACC kind of fallen off the map a little bit for you like for me it has and I think the last few years obviously K last year was its own deal and obviously had the the infamous North Carolina Duke matchup in the final four last year so that's super helpful but the last few years looking at conference play specifically hasn't been haven't been banner years for the ACC yeah I I was firmly on that last year. I thought the ACC didn't bring it a lot to the table at all. But this year, I'm I'm very intrigued by them. I think Miami needs to be talked about more when you're talking about like uh, not just contenders, just but like very good programs this year. I think Miami is very good. Larinaga is unbelievable. I think that they kept what they need to ke- need to keep. And, you know, you add Nigel Peck, and I think he's unbelievable. Nigel Peck's so good. I mean, you, you should know that all too well. Oh, yeah. Um, Nigel Peck's right. He, tried, he dropped 40, 40 or 39 or 41 against Kansas and still lost. Yeah, he's like, unbelievable. Crazy. You place him in all, all due respect to, you know, Kansas State, but you place him on a good team. I think it's light years for Miami. I think they need to be talked about right under North Carolina. Um, I've seen a lot of pushback on North Carolina, like, oh, are they that good? I, I think they are. I, They were very good when it came time to the tournament. They lost some games early, couldn't get together towards the middle of the season. But towards the end of the season, they were very good. They were ready for the tournament. And they I think they were one of the best teams in the tournament. And they got to where they ended up, rightfully so. 
you bring back all those amazing players. I think that North Carolina is a clear-cut number one this year, not only in the ACC but in all of college basketball. Duke is intriguing. I think Jeremy Roach is very good, and, you know, they're always going to have stud freshmen, um, especially Derek Whitehead. I think he's very good. Um, but I'll be interested to see what uh, Duke can do, you know, post-K. I mean, a lot of it's going to be the same. I mean, Shire is a Duke player under Coach K. He was a Duke assistant, a Duke intern head coach. The few times that Coach K wasn't able to do it, like, Shire is going to be good. We'll be interested to see if he can be great, which is the standard of excellence down on in Durham. Um, Virginia, I don't understand it. I don't. I I. Do you need me to step in here? Yeah, like I. Well, I'll go first give like my two cents about it. I, I think Tony Bennett is a great coach, and it's a good program, and they've had a few down years, but that you can't just be like, in my opinion, I don't. You you can give your two cents about Tony Bennett, but like, you're not just gonna be bad, like bad, like really bad last year, and just like they weren't that bad towards that towards the start of the season. They lost to like they were twelve and eight in the ACC. That's not good, but it's not it's like ACC, which we just talked about how it was a down year, and they were not good at the start yeah, but of the season. That's four they losses. dropped games. Yeah, they I dropped agree. games early on. I don't understand how like. They were not good, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, six first place votes in the ACC. I don't, well, I don't understand that. I, I don't know. I mean, it, obviously, if you look at Ken Palm, they're they're fifth in the country at Ken Palm in an algorithm that's mostly based on games played, and we have not played a game. I agree, yet. but it's usually pretty darn accurate. I think Vatek. And Miami and Florida State and Notre Dame make a case for Wake Forest might all be better than them this year. Wow. Really? Okay, and I'm see, interested I, to I see what the, Louisville does this year. I think the undisputed top three is North Carolina, Duke, Virginia. And I think it's arguably North Carolina, Virginia, okay, Duke. Okay, now give me why you think like Virginia is like Virginia this year. I don't think that they're Virginia this year yet. And I'm, I don't ready, think I'm ready I don't to eat my words. I'm going to say yeah, uh, Virginia yeah. Sharpie, whatever. But I just don't I, – I can't comprehend how, like, you are not that good. You, I call you good. But how – where is this great coming from that they're all – yeah, they're going to be – They've got three double-digit scores they're returning from last year, which I agree the returning argument is not always the best. But I just think that – I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's a combination of just continually adding more experience. We've seen in the past with Tony Bennett's previously successful teams that's entirely been led by older guys for the most part. Agree? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's it's due time that they are once again like they're gonna be back to some level of competitiveness in the ACC. And I think more again, this is kinda of, we'll get to the big east later. But this is similar to my Big East argument. I don't think Virginia finished a second because they're like astronomically better than Duke is projected. I think that's because Duke is gonna not they're not gonna be as good as some people think. Personally. So like that's that's why I have Carolina one, Virginia two, Duke three. Um they're returning five of their top seven scores. Like that's that's hell that's very, very helpful. And in mm-hmm. a Tony Bennett team that plays 
some of the best defense out there. I, I like it personally. I like what I'm seeing there. Um, I think Miami could be very good. I think they could finish three or four. Um, and then after that, I think it's Florida State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Notre Dame would be my one through eight. And then after that, I mean, pick it. I, Louisville, Louisville is in a, t- a tough spot. I, I, am, I am excited to see they're finally starting to just, you know, process through, you know, obviously the Patino years and then Mac and everything that's going on with there. Um, I think Kenny Payne is, is really giving it his all. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do. Um, and the other one too, like Bayheim, like what, like how many more years this we're going to, are we going to do? Like the, yeah, the, if they, if Syracuse doesn't make the tournament, this will be the first time since 07, 08 that Jim Beheim has not made back, like has missed the NCAA tournament in consecutive years. Like, is that time to wrap it? Like, what? Like, what's your? I thought it would have been last year with the Suns. Yeah, I, I know. I agree. The past five seasons are five hundred in the ACC. They're forty six and forty six. It's not good. It's it's not good. So I I'm just that's my other kind of storyline is keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah. So anything else you want to touch on the ACC? No, I think um, we lead on into the Atlantic Ten. Um. You're the Atlantic 10 expert. I'll let you take this one. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, as much as I don't want to admit it, I think Dayton is probably the clear-cut team this year. Dayton's got a lot of good press. Um, I, don't, I don't I don't, see – I don't know where this is coming from. I think it's a similar argument that, that you were pretty good last year and you bring back a lot. Um, were they that good last year, though? Pretty good. They weren't the one seed. That's that's my point. Like, eh. um, I think that they're good, and that's really good in in Atlantic Ten terms. Um, to you know, to go further on, I think uh, St. Louis is going to be a tournament team this year. I think Yuri Collins is one of the best point guards in the country. Um, he's pretty unbelievable in what um, he could do. I mean, he averaged eight assists last year, which is pretty insane. For a St. Louis team and for a really small point guard, I agree. Um, VCU is always going to be good. I think Ace Baldwin um, is going to have a great year. I mean, he was unbelievable last year on a very confusing VCU team. Um, good storyline here, George Mason. I think Josh Orduru. Uh, he's going to be a super senior this year. I think he's going to win Player of the Year. I'm not looking forward to playing George Mason as a Davidson fan. I think he's very unbelievable. And then Davidson will be interesting to see what they can do. I mean, this is the first year without their head coach who's been there since the 80s. Um, Senator Bob steps down. His son takes over. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if uh, there's much of a drop-off. Um, obviously, it isn't the same as Coach K to Schreier, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see. You know, you keep someone in-house, what happens? Uh, and finally, Loyola Chicago. I have no clue what that's going to look like. I, I agree. I think that that like, to me is the story of the year in the A-10. Like, yeah, because uh, quite obviously like Missouri Valley A-10 is a, is a significant jump mm-hmm. there. You're playing. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say that like the top 
echelon of the Missouri Valley is like that much worse than the top echelon of the A10. Like it is, but it's I wouldn't say it's that much. But like the bottom of the Missouri Valley is so bad. I mean, it's like it's Evansville is one. like oh, like bad program. Southern Illinois, like not good. Yeah, I like on paper, Loyola Chicago is like standard of excellence. They're amazing defense, very efficient offense. That should transfer over to any league. I agree. Um, but it's just a matter of like, is it enough? You know. Totally. Um, I, and I guess I'm just. I guess my point is, is that I think like Loyola Chicago, like you're going to St. Joe's or you're going to Duquesne or Fordham or LaSalle. Like those are the projected four worst teams. To give it G Dub too. Those are the five worst projected teams in the A10. Mm-hmm. Like, those are tough games. Yeah. Like those are not. I mean, those are not given wins. You know, and then you look at like all the way down there at, at projected tenth, Rhode Island. Like Archie Miller is a good basketball coach. Mm-hmm. I think the IU job was too big for him, but he did really really well at Dayton, and I don't see why he couldn't do that again here at Rhode Island. Yeah, I think um, A10 offers something unique that most mid majors can't. But it's top to bottom in terms of like um, play style. Usually you're gonna have like an older coach that's been around a while, um, like rooted in tradition. That like you can't really like coast in the A10. Like you will play some bad teams. Like every year there's like a team that wins a few games. Um, but I think that Loyola Chicago is gonna have something new. I mean, you're not the top dog. I've, preseason poll has them at four. I think that's about right. Because um, the three teams that are above them are, like, proven, you know, they're good and they're going to be better. I think Richmond could be dangerous, too. I, I like the Spiders again. Yeah, and I think they year. just – they they were a very senior-laden team That's very last true. year, and they lost a few guys, you know, to overseas in the NBA. And I think it's just hard and in a mid-major to just, like, rebuild, like, even, like, the best teams. Yeah, you know, I look at the past few years, like – Rhode Island had unbelievable teams for a few years. St. Bonaventure had unbelievable teams for a few years. Davidson had tournament teams multiple years in a row. Um, VCU, uh, UMass had some good years. Like, it's hard to reload and rebuild um, quickly. You usually have a few years of rain. I think that was what Richmond's like best case was last year. Um, so I, I think they're just in a, a tough spot. I mean, they got one more guy in Tyler Burton who's very, very good. Um, but I just – I don't think that this is like the A-10s year of like, oh, we're sending multiple teams. I agree. But it very well could be. There's talent. There's some storylines. I just think um, when you want to send multiple teams, you have to do very well in non-con, and you can't trade games. Like it, you have to have like three, four teams that are just dominant, and yeah. they lose. And I, like I don't see game. that this year. And I, I just, don't, I think there's enough good. Like the A10 tournament's probably going to be great, but in terms of sending uh, teams to the, the big dance, I just can't see A10 being this year. Yeah, totally agree. I think one other thing to keep an eye on that I kind of forgot about: um, Frank Martin at UMass. Yeah. Like, totally forgot about that. So, again, that's another one that, like, just kind of slipped, like, oh, yeah, you just, you know, you're scrolling through the list or whatever. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Frank Martin is coaching mm-hmm. at UMass. So, I, again, another thing, same deal as I would say with Archie Miller down in Rhode Island. 
got to be careful what they can put together as well. So obviously good proven coaches there. So, all right, well, coming off of your kind of, I guess, favorite college hoops team, non-Xavier category, um, with Davidson and leading off their uh, conference um, preview, I'll go ahead and hit you with mine with the Big 12. Um, Kansas obviously coming off a national title. Um, Baylor winning the national title in 2021. No count in <clears throat> excuse me, no count in 2020 with no tournament. And in 2019, Texas Tech obviously national runner-up that year to Virginia. So last three years, Big 12 representation in the national title. Um, I don't personally see a team that could do it this year. Um, if anyone, my guess would be Baylor. I, you know, I think they're really good. I think, um, yeah, I, I think LJ Cryer is, is absolutely insane. And Keontae George, if he is what he's supposed to be, um, Baylor's going to be really good, I think, regardless. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see this. Um, so, Baylor's won a share uh, of the last two um, regular season titles. Um, so, they'll be the first. I, I forgot. I heard this stat. Maybe I read it on Twitter. I think they would be, if they won a share of the regular season title today, or today, this year, they would be the first team not named Kansas since I want to say 81, 82, 83, I believe, to win three, or at least a share of three titles in a row, um, which would be pretty pretty impressive. So obviously Baylor looking to do that. I think Kansas will be obviously good as they always are, um, still pending IARP um, discipline. I don't, or, or settlement, I, I don't know what is going to happen there. I think... Uh, we may not even know by the end of this season. Um, but obviously the IARP is no longer after they settle these cases. So um, I'll be interested to see what comes from it. Mm -hmm. But we'll see, you know, moving on. I'm not, I'm not worried about that having implications this season, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I think Jalen Wilson is, if he can, I think he's in a similar position to what, Ochai was his kind of sophomore junior year was like if Jalen can like alpha and be like no I'm the man like I'm your stretch guard playmaker I think he could be really really good um, I think he could be player of the year in the big 12 if he does that if not that's fine he's still gonna be a fine role player um, but then it's gonna be more on the team effort obviously Kevin McCuller um, uh, da, 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 great two-way player transfer from Texas Tech I think he's gonna be an integral part to this team um, and I think Dewan Harris, you know, I don't know if you saw the Twitter bits the other day, um, from Big 12 Media Day, you know, most underrated point guard in the country. Um, I, I would agree with that. I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, on a first team, a first team All-American or, or maybe even first team All-Big 12, but he is such a good defender for his size. He's giving me so many shades of Frank Mason and I'm loving watching it. It's, it's been so much fun to watch it. So Excited to see what Kansas can bring this year. Texas, I think, like we said, year two of Chris Beard, you know, could really start to figure it out this year. Um, Timmy Allen, I think, has a chance to be player of the year. Also, I think a big kind of underrated storyline with Texas, they're opening a new arena, which I love. And I'm not, obviously, not a big Texas fan, um, but good on them for downsizing, going smaller arena, getting out of Frank Irwin that they could never fill. 
Um, very excited to see what that brings. Um, but I don't think they're finishing third in the Big 12. I think TCU is. I really like the Horn Frogs. This is their highest um, both AP um, and Ken Palm ranking um, ever coming into a season, uh, sitting at 14 and 16 there respectively. I think TCU is going to be very good. Um, Mike Miles is, he is a dude. So excited to see that. I think Tech and Oklahoma State are kind of wild cards. Um, and then after that, you know, between Iowa, between Oklahoma, Iowa State, and West Virginia, pick it for me. I think any of those three could finish anywhere seven and nine. And then I think Kansas State will finish last this year. Um, year, year one under Jerome Tang. I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think that they will be bad for long. Um, but it's going to take time for, for Tang to figure that out. So, um, that I think is kind of wraps it for me. Um, anywhere else you want to take the big 12? Um, I think Kansas state and West Virginia, it's going to be a down year for them. Um, Iowa state's always at the bottom of these projections and preseason polls and losing Tyrese Hunter's really bad, especially when he ends up at Texas. Um, but I think Otzelberger did a great job last year. And, you know, he went out into the portal and took two of St. Bonaventure's great players and uh, Jaron Holmes and Osano Sweeney. Um, Those are two, like, game changers. I mean, being an A-10 guy watching St. Bonaventure, I think, five times last year. Every single time uh, Osani was on the court, he makes a difference. And I think he can match what Altsberger is trying to do there. And I think Iowa State needs to be talked about a little bit more. I think this is going to be another year where Big 12 sends a lot to the tournament. Um, What would you say? Over under, let's say over under six and a half. Are you taking the over? You're taking the over. So Mm -hmm. you're saying Baylor, Kansas, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, I'm taking and then Iowa State. I'm taking Oklahoma, TCU, Texas Tech, Texas, Kansas, Baylor, and then one of the two between Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Um, okay. yeah. Oklahoma State's going to be the team that I'm rooting for. Non-affiliation between Davidson and Xavier. They got a terrible draw last year with the postseason oh, ban. Unbelievable. And they were they still played with urgency. Um, in the Xavier game, you know, got got a good look at that. They were they wanted to do well that season. Yes. You bring back your two starting guards, um, which is is a big deal. I mean, I think when you bring back starters, it's always nice. But like when you get like two guards, which they're, I think backcourts are, you know, it's hard to find that gel. They had a season of just learning last year. I think you know if I was coaching in that standpoint. This is a season about growth and building camaraderie and then just rolling the ball out there, and I think they took that and got the most of it. Um, Avery Anderson and Bryce Thompson are very, very good. They had a few struggles, but they were very good defensively. They were learning how to play together as a team with offense. I think Oklahoma State needs to be talked about a little bit more. Oklahoma, I'm not completely sold on. Uh, Tanner Groves is still there somehow. I feel like he's got to be like at least forty. Uh, Porter Moser, I'm huge fan of, but at the same time, like that could be a team that drops if Oklahoma State and Iowa State like can piece it together. Um, TCU, I'm definitely. A, um, you buying you buying stock in the, in the ribbits? I'm, 
I'm buying stock if they can get to the tournament. I am not completely sold on it in a regular season standpoint because they struggled last year offensively. Yeah. And um they were they were like, eight they were eight and ten in the Big Twelve last year. Yeah, it I think once you get to the tournament, it's just possessions, you know? Right. And um, when you're in the regular season, like you can't have cold stretches. You'll lose games. You'll like that's especially in the decide. Big Twelve. Like to be like literally any one of these teams could beat any of the others on any like yeah. because I think a big piece that is underrated about the Big Twelve, especially, is when you go on the road. Like I like personally, like I don't really want to go on the road anywhere to any of these teams because either you're playing a good team on the road or you're playing. Maybe a not so good team in a crazy tough environment. Yeah, I think that TCU is just kind of like a sluggy team. I mean, frog slug, kind of the same thing. I think that um, they're they're gonna battle because they're very good defensively. Um, I think Mike Miles Jr. is very very good. I think he's like like Bob Cousy Award like worthy. Um, but I just I can't buy stock in them as a regular season team. Um, Texas Tech, they're going to be very interesting. You know, they lost some guys, brought some guys in. Um, I'm not completely sold on them. What I am sold on is Texas. I'm going to have to see what Chris Beard can do, but I am so optimistic about what they can bring to the table. All last year we talked about it was just rolling the ball out there and, you know, throwing something at the wall and seeing if it sticks for Chris Beard. Um I think Tyrese Hunter is unbelievable. That is a great get to keep him in conference. Um, I think Texas is very good. Kansas is always going to be good, and I think Baylor is a clear cut. But, like, if Texas or Texas Tech or Kansas won outright or shared with them, I, like, I wouldn't bat an eye. I think that Baylor is vulnerable, but I don't think that, like, it's like they're that, like that great or like that like oh like oh, I'm not sold on them. I just think that the in terms of like getting the title in the Big Twelve, I think it's probably more open ones in terms of the conferences that we're gonna co- yeah, cover. Yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree. Not as open though as our next conference, the Big Ten. I think this is <laughs> pick it. Like I I think any one of man any one of Six teams can win this conference. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think anyone from Ohio State, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, I think all six of those teams could win. Um, could win the Big Ten this year. I, uh, any any takes on that? I think um, my pick would be Illinois. Um, you add Terrence Shannon Jr. and Matthew Mayer to your team. Very, very good gets. Um, Huge. Like, and they probably are, the best transfer class out there. They are going to be that team that it's going to be difficult to score on. I agree. Um, I think especially on, like, the perimeter and um, a lot of actions in the Big Ten, you know, it's usually, like, inside out. You know, most great Big Ten teams always have a very good big and, like, a floor general point guard. And I think when you have that tough of like on ball perimeter defense with the, their long guards, I think 
Illinois have a very good chance. Kofi Coburn was very good, and you did not want to play against him, but I don't think he was right for Illinois, and at times they were, like, so stubborn to get the ball to him, and the ball would stick. I, and I think that's something that – and I, I am I am one of the biggest, like, not affiliated, obviously, but one of the biggest Purdue fans out there. I love Matt Painter. Mm-hmm. I think what he does at Purdue is great, but I think they fall in that, into that trap sometimes as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just with star players generally, like – like obviously, you look at Max CD, you look at Matt Harns a few years ago. Like they had those bigs, it was like we got to get on the ball, and it's like okay, you dump it down to him, and then they got three guys on him, and they don't know where to go. I think it was the same thing last year with Jay Nivey with Purdue. It was like mm-hmm. oh yeah, we got to get the ball to Jay Nivey, like he'll go create. It's like well, you got to be able to work the ball around as well. So yeah, um, Indiana, I. I'm not I would sold buy, yet. I would buy stock, but I'm not putting all my chips in. I think when you have like one of the best players in the country, Trace Jackson Davis, it makes things a lot easier. He's going to be crazy good, but I, I mean, and, and I love Mike Woodson. I think he is yeah, awesome. That's why I, I, I'd buy stock. I think he did an amazing job of turning it around that quickly. They won games very early on, um, and I think uh, – Indiana is a very good opportunity in front of them, especially in a year where uh, you're you're gonna have some bottom feeders per usual in the big um, in the Big Ten, and uh, and then there's like that just gray area of like what like are these teams good? Are these teams bad? And I think in, when the stars align, you have that good of a player, that good of a coach, and a wide open conference. I think you have to look at Indiana in terms of like. I mean that's like a top top fifteen team in the country, eight people wise. Who knows what they can do in the tournament? But like they're going to be a team that's going to be up there pretty much the entire year. I think they just have like a perfect combination of like stars aligning for them right now. Um, after that, like how how do you even like? I I think Michigan's up there. Uh, Michigan. I agree. Like, I I would say it's Michigan, Indiana, Illinois. I could see either of these. And I, I would add Purdue to that. I think those are the top four for me. Um, I would. I would say that I think most likely Purdue finishes fourth. I could see him finishing as high as third. Um, it, it's a again, like we were saying, it's wide open. It's a, it, this is a tough, a tough one to predict this year. Um, I'd say those four. Michigan State and Ohio State, I'd put pretty even. Um, and then after that, I'd say Iowa and Rutgers are fairly even. And then everything after that is fairly open to me. Um, I'm excited to see what Kevin Willard does. I want to see Maryland basketball back. Me I too. I too. want Maryland basketball to be good again, and I think Kevin Willard can do that. I also think Penn State yes. could be sneaky good. Yes. Um, Micah Shrewsbury there. Um yeah, they, they this were is, fun. This last is year. yeah, this is his this second is the year, year that you learn and um, like put some stuff together. And again, when you have a wide open conference, especially in the middle area, if you put stuff together and you go on a win streak in the, in your conference, you know you win like four, like you're set up for the tournament. And like, I don't know what it is, but Big Ten's had some good draws on sending teams to the tournament. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't think it was ten, but like nine teams a, a few years ago. Yep. I think um, two transfers this year. This year as well, Cameron Winter from Drexel and Andrew Funk from Bucknell. Like 
That's notice. That's notable. Yeah, I, notable I, programs, you know, sending great players. I think that Penn State two I, seniors as well like, that were their top scorers. Like Sorry, again, like, like that's another opportunity that like come tournament time. I think that's going to be a team you look at. And like, oh, I mean, maybe Penn State can you know sneak off a game or make the tournament if they're on the bubble or whatever it is. Like, I think that. They're, like, the most intriguing other than Maryland in terms of, like, I'd say, like, the bottom half. I would totally agree. Like, I, um, I yeah. That, like, they might not be, like, bottom half. I mean, I don't think that Maryland or Penn State have enough to get, like, a, you know, like, that first week by, like, uh, at Big Ten tournament. Yeah, first, but, yeah the first game by. Uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm a huge fan of what Kellen, uh, Kevin Willer can do. I think uh, that the Seton Hall firing was just um, more so a, like, we we can get Shaheen Holloway, less of a Willer thing. I agree, and I also think that, um, I, I also think that to some extent he kind of knew that, like when Mark Turgeon stepped down, I think it was very well understood that Kevin Willard is who they wanted mm-hmm. at Maryland. So I think he was very much okay with, with right. stepping away from from Seton Hall, um, and then the only thing, the only other thing that I would mention um, down there towards the bottom of the Big Ten, Nebraska, Fred Hoiberg, buyout still eighteen million dollars, and with whatever ungodly amount they just paid Scott Frost, I think it's very hard to say he's on the hot seat, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you were ten and twenty two last year with four wins in the Big Ten. And three of them coming in the last week of the season. Like the only notable thing about Nebraska, C.J. Wilcher. Let's show some love to our Xavier boy. He had a great season last year. Now he's entering his junior campaign. He shot forty percent from three last year. Yeah, like what does Nebraska offer? Not a whole lot. So usage rate for C.J. better go up. Also, we're gonna shout out Minnesota. Ben Johnson, former Xavier associate head coach. We're rooting for the Golden Gophers this year. Added an integral member of his staff in Spencer Cody, former Xavier walk-on. Um, we got to root for the Golden Gophers to some extent. I'm really hoping that they could piece it together. They got great Xavier leadership roots. and roots. And All tradition. the way to finish in, the, in last place in the Big Ten. No. That's, that's what I have them. The, no. I think Definitely Nebraska's not. a tiny bit better. Northwestern exists. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You want to get out west? Oh, I'd love to. Alrighty, we got time the, zone change. Yeah, yeah, by a couple. <laughs> Alrighty, Pac-12. Here we go. Um, I think UCLA is winning the conference. Yes, agree. I mean, I, Arizona, like Tommy Lloyd, he was way better than people expected last year. So I think that it's very doable for him to uh, put together another great season. Um, but I'd say it's probably between Arizona and UCLA. Would you agree? Um, I think it's definitely in between those two, and I'm going to lead more towards UCLA. Top 10 I, AP preseason. I think um, I, I think Arizona is great, and Tommy Lloyd is very good. Um, he inherited a very good program and some very talented players. Interesting to see if you know he could build off of that, and I think he can. I'm not doubting him. I just think that UCLA is going to establish something this year. I think that both um, 
two years ago and last year they showed um, very good bright spots, but they also had like some very confusing times during their season where they were losing games they definitely shouldn't. And I think uh, Juzang is a great opportunity in front of him. Um, I'm surprised he's back. And I totally agree. I'm shocked he's back. Yeah, I think uh, UCLA would be my team. Um, but I uh, obviously I think it go it can go either way. But I don't see both those teams like. Failing. You can't forget too about Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez. I mean those dudes. Are... Mm-hmm. Oh no 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 no! Sorry, that's what we were saying. Giant Juzang is gone. Jaime Jaquez is back. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I was. I when you said that, I was like, that didn't sound right. Yes, Jaime Jaquez, which I agree, I'm shocked that he's back. Um, between him and Tiger Campbell, I think both those guys are very, very good. Um, yeah, I, I, yes. Um, can't for, can't forget about the hot shooting of Will Will Richardson over at Oregon. Um, and of course, Dane Altman's Dane Altman. He's going to win games. Huge fan of Oregon every year. I, I love Altman Dane Altman. Does an unbelievable job. I think he needs to be talked about more. Yeah. Will really? Will Richardson is giving me whiffs whiffs of Peyton Pritchard. Mm-hmm. So like like just senior guy, great leader, going to score the ball a lot. I think when Oregon has always been successful, it's when they've had guys like that. No, I agree. Totally. So I think I think those are kind of your clear cut top three. Um, USC kind of I think would be soli- you know solidated in that fourth spot, um, and then after that I think the rest of the conference is fairly meh. Yeah, like we were saying, a lot of like garbage. we were saying, or- Oregon State and California both sub one eighty teams in in Kempom, right? So yes, and I, um, I think. Washington and Wazoo don't bring a lot, like, and Colorado I think is decent, but I think the reason Colorado is decent is because there's a lot of not good. I totally agree. I think totally Stanford agree. and um, Colorado Farm just not being terrible. I I it makes I, them good I totally enough to be five and six. Like like as long as they can continually beat Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, and Arizona State, like you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. In Utah. Yeah. But Utah is occasionally good. Sneaky. Yeah. And same with Arizona State. Yeah. But uh but yeah, overall I think it's a I think it's a I'd say it's a two man race. I think Oregon could get in there. Um you know, Khalil Ware as well, seven footer. Um he joins another, you know, uh in in Faley Dante. Um Dante's a former five star prospect, so again I think um Nathan Biddle, another former five-star prospect, seven-footer. Like, there's, there's a lot of talent there in Oregon. Um, and if anyone's going to put together, I, I think Dan Altman's a, a really good call. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think UCLA wins it, but I think Arizona Oregon could definitely. I w- I wouldn't be shocked if any of the three of those teams won um, the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, we can stay west before we head over back east. Yeah, um, sounds good to me. We dabble with the West Coast Conference. Before we talk about any teams, wanted to add that their logo, WCC we font, earlier, yeah. is beautiful. And they're doing it right. Um, in terms of doing it right, I think that's about where it stops. Um, Gonzaga is going to Gonzaga. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, St. Mary's is a good program, so they're going to be too. 
But I just don't like last year. I think we got like if you're a fan of West Coast conference sports, I think you should have like documented every day that you were happy last year, just to look back on it because. Dude, that I was their golden opportunity. I'm not gonna year. like just as an outside fan. I loved watching that. Like WCC last year was awesome. Yeah, I mean Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, San Francisco were all very good, and then Santa Clara and San Diego were like bounces away, you know, from like sneaking into the tournament last year. Like they almost sent five teams. Yeah, Santa Clara almost snuck in there. Mm-hmm. And San Diego, like, imploded. Like, they needed to, like, step it up. And so they were good. They like, could have had six teams. Yeah, that, their conference was good last year. Um, but I just think it's going to be back to the old farm ways of, like, LMU, Pepperdine. Pacific. Pacific. I, I think San Diego or Portland. Being very bad, right? And then San Francisco and BYU, Santa Clara, like being piece, okay, piecing it together. You know, they'll beat the bad teams, yeah, yeah. duke it out at the bottom. They might, then, they might be the ones that they give Gonzaga a run for their money, like once. And St. Mary's is just gonna jersey mic it, you know, be the sub above, and like they'll be fine. That's a, that's a great take, by the way. I love that. And and I think that's enough. I think that's enough to get them on the bubble ish, like get them yeah, towards that bubble talk. Like the tournament. Um I it's just boring and I want Gonzaga in the Pac twelve if they had a football team. I don't Come on, Big East. Make the jump to Mountain West happy face, like that's a little bit better. I really don't want him at the Big East. I really, really, really don't want it. And I'm just going to have to uh, suck it up for when it eventually happens. Um, but, but conference realignment's dumb, and we're not getting into that right now. Conference realignment is very dumb. Yeah, I'm not getting into the conference realignment or the expansion of the NCAA tournament talk. We can save that for another pod, but they're both bad. Yeah, we can talk for... Another hour. However battery lifetime we have on how stupid both of those topics are. Okay, hold on. Time out. I'm sorry. Uh I know this is a college Uh basketball podcast. I have to read this headline to you that I just got to my phone. Christian Uh McCaffrey just got traded to the 49ers. Whoa! (laughs) Notification bomb. I know this is not. Blast him! This is entirely unrelated, but I saw that and I was like, I have Holy to read this. Holy crap! You're giving Jimmy Garoppolo like the best check down option in the NFL? <laughs> Holy, that opens up a lot. With Debo as well? Oh yeah, they could really space it out to like the flats. <laughs> no, but seriously, like that's oh crazy. God. Wow. What did they give up? Um, I don't know, let's read this. Okay, Colin so, Kaepernick quick, quick, quick commer- t-shirt. Quick commercial here. <laughs> For draft picks, do we have a clarification on what draft picks? Subjects to be named later. Yeah, it just says draft picks. We haven't gotten that. Can I find the draft picks? Blast them! Four draft picks. Second round, second round pick in 2023. Third rounder in 2023. Fourth rounder in 2023, fifth rounder in 2024. Wow. 
Shout out at Rap Sheet. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, we'll get back on it, but glad we took a moment to... Wow, that's... Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the Panthers stink. Like, they are... Like, yep, nope, we're done. Like, that, they just, they just tanked. They're, they're not going to win. Benyama. They're not winning the game the rest <laughs> of the year. Okay, back to basketball. Here we go, people. <sighs> Southeastern Conference, the SEC. Um, Kentucky, they're going to win it? What do you think? I, because I, I I have a contrary opinion. It's Arkansas or no Kentucky. Let's go. Um, I'm let's so on the bus. board. Yes. Let's, let's Freaking go. No stop until where's the final four this year? Houston. Yeah, no stops till Houston for, for the must bus. Yeah, when they eventually play who in the championship? Uh I don't know. I mean I think Gonzaga probably. That's my guess. Those are the two teams that I think are gonna are probably my two favorites for the NCAA title this year, Arkansas and Gonzaga. Yeah, either that or I think um, Drexel's <laughs> very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the crap house of the SEC. Um, I think Arkansas and Kentucky. I'd even say like Tennessee, or like you can like make an argument, and I'd be like, I'm okay. sorry, real quick, that we are. It, you can tell that we are in the nearing the hour mark on this podcast. Well, I just can't get, <laughs> I can't get passionate about the SEC. No, I agree. All, I, I'm with you. I I'm know you. there's 14 teams there. All I can see is stupid Texas and Oklahoma, and we're not going to talk about it. They make me so frustrated because they are not a basketball conference at no, all. And this t- is a football preseason. No, and I totally agree because you know what? When Oklahoma, like I'm telling you right now, like when Oklahoma gets to the SEC, they're going to turn into Arkansas. They will. Like, football and basketball. They're not going to be good in football. And they're not going to get any better in basketball. Texas might be okay just because of the ridiculous amount of money that they put in their athletic programs mm-hmm. and the fact that they have Chris Beard because I believe in Chris Beard. But, like, I I just oh. – continue. Um, in terms of storylines, really interested to see A lot of new what coaches. Oates can do yeah. after losing some players. I agree. Um. I like their style of play. I think it works um, when he had the perfect team for it. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Um, LSU. I'm rooting for them because they're in like that, what are we going to do right now? Uh, in terms of you know the pending investigation, what's going to happen to the, the players? Um, what's going to happen to the overall school. Um, obviously, Will Wade is not there any longer. Um, they got a lot of Murray State guys. Which I love. And I, I like it. It makes me a little bit worried. Um, looking elsewhere, Missouri. What um, What are they going to do? Uh, you know, they bring in Cleveland State's head coach. Is it? Uh, Dennis Gates. Yeah, Dennis Gates. I was, for some reason, I was thinking Yates. Um, 
Dennis Gates. Ken Palm's got him 41st. Did a great job at Cleveland State. And, like, why not? You know, like, why not just, like, crap on Vandy, Georgia, South Carolina, maybe Mississippi State, maybe LSU if it doesn't work out. I think Missouri could still finish last in the league. Well, that's bias. Um, Drop some games. You're probably right. You're probably right. Drop some – drop a bunch of games. Finish 500-ish. Go to NIT and just effing win it. Like, go Missouri. Um, uh, Florida. um, What are they going to do? New coach. Yeah. Uh, they're like, they're going to go 500. If anyone's going to go 500 this year in the SEC, it's going to be Florida. They're the most middle-of-the-road, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Xavier gets to play him this year, so I guess we'll totally have a great look. All right. Over, over under six and a half tournament teams. Under. Okay. What do you got? Six? I say five or six. Okay, so Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee. Bama. Bama. Auburn? And then the lesser of two was between Auburn, A&M, and whoever, like, one of the new coaches pieces it together is, like, going to fight for five or the sixth spot, you know? I say, like, Florida, LSU, Georgia, and Missouri. Um... I throw Ole Miss in there. Not a new coach, but like, I think they're just good enough. I think like they're they're interesting enough to be like, what if? Like, just what if? Like, SEC has enough bad teams that if you piece it together at the right time, it might be enough, right? So I but I I think this is not going to be a big bid year because I just can't imagine like a Cinderella team. I think. Arkansas and um, Kentucky are just levels above, like, the mid in this conference. It isn't like the Big Ten. No, I agree. Like, I agree. Like, a middle-of-the-road team, like, wins the tournament and, like, they get an extra bid. I don't think, like, the SEC's extra bid territory. And I don't think the teams are good enough to send a lot of teams to the tournament. So I think five, six, maybe uh, is a good guesstimate. For uh, SEC, yeah, I would agree. I, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm taking six. I, I don't think any of those new new coaches put it together enough. Um, give me Arkansas winning it. Give me Kentucky two, Tennessee three, Bama four, A and M five, Auburn six. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, uh, I, I I do think I agree. I think. Missouri could be more competitive. Kansas gets to go to Mizzou this year, so I think that'll be fun. Um, haven't played there since 2011 or 12, so like personally as a KU fan, obviously excited to see that. Um, so there's a, like there's an opportunity, like huge win in December possibility. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think I think I think Florida. Could do it, but I don't think it's going to be anything like super inspiring. Um, is what I'll is what I'll leave that at. So, all right, that wraps us on the SEC. Um, you want to get out of here? Let's 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 make our East big, real quick. 
Um, we're going to, you know, the best conference in college basketball real quick. Um, it's a, first of all, before we talk about any teams, let's just talk about the feeling that I am extremely optimistic about Xavier. Like, don't even have to get into, like, the X's and O's. It's just a great feeling. Like, the buzz that's around us right now, um, the media day treatment, the stories that, you know, are getting written. Like, I think this is such a great opportunity. I think we have a great non-conference. We're going to have the opportunity to play some unbelievable teams. We also play some, like, great Ken Palm stat padding teams. Um, we go to at UC this year, which is electric. I um, I said this in the previous pod. That concerns me. That yeah. being our first road game does concern me. And and then reputable non-conference outside of the Philton night, and you see with Indiana and West Virginia. Um, West Virginia obviously is not going to be that talented, but Huggins returning home, like do you? I don't think he's going to get a warm reception. Oh, I think it's going to be bad. I I think like there's going to be a section in the arena. Edson Tuss, that's going to give him a lot of crap. I think he's just so many years removed. I agree. That That's my... That's like what, the student section isn't going to know to boo him. No, no, exactly. That's my argument is that he's so out of it that's, that most people aren't going to understand. And two, on top of that, like I think generally, like outside of obviously being a UC coach, like I think he's a generally likable guy. Um, well-respected Well-respected well. in, the, in the industry. But at the same time, uh, who was it? This is going to sound bad. He refused to shake a coach's hand. Um, oh, gosh, I'm going to look this up. This is going to bother me. Um, but Bob Huggins refuses to shake Xavier coach hand. I don't remember. Prosser. Was it Prosser? That no, Pete make... Gillen. 94. Mm. Yeah, because that's when he – that's right, because um, Huggins, like, yelled at Gillen from across the floor. Um, and didn't didn't shake his hand. Um, yeah. So again, for those that remember that, like he's not going to be a fan, right? Or people aren't going to be a fan, right? Of him. For sure. But I agree with you that I think the student section won't entirely understand. But anyways, carry on. Um, oh, we can get right into the teams here. Um, I think clear cut. Number one, in terms of preseason, who knows how things will shake out. We have our own feelings. I think Creighton just has, you know, you return a lot. You have a good coach, and you get a great transfer. I just, you got to put them number one. The bias aside, the understanding of what might happen during the season aside, Creighton's the number one. I I totally agree. What I've said to you privately and, and before we've come on and, and put this out publicly on the podcast. Like, I think, I think it's, I think it's in no order particularly. I think it's Creighton, Xavier, Nova, and UConn. I think those are the four best teams in the conference. And I think that it's Creighton's to lose. So I think that if Creighton goes out and wins it and wins the Big East, like handily, like I would, that would not surprise me by a game or two. But if they come back to the field a little bit, I think any of those four teams can win the Big East. Right. right I, and definitely. I think that us, UConn, Nova, of course, like I think all four of them um, could win the Big East. 
Um, but realistically, I'm going to say Creighton, uh, Xavier, UConn, Nova is my top four. Right. Um, I, I'd agree with you. Uh, I think Villanova is very interesting because it is very you lose interesting. one of the best coaches of all time. You replace him with a Villanova guy. He was at Fordham for two years, and you turn the program around like very quickly. Uh, but he's yeah. Also, they were they were well. This this was going to be a second year, and they were looking. They're supposed to be very very good. Yeah. Um. He was great. Like there, you know, completely turn it around. Villanova. He was there, you know, so many years, and has a great experience. He's going to be familiar with everything that goes into being part of a Villanova like business. I mean, they're the business like approach, you know, under Jay Wright. So it'll be interesting to see like how much carries over. I'm fully, and it hurts me a little bit inside. I'm fully ready for them to be just as good. Like I would not be like completely shocked, but I am I'm, the hater part of me is like, what if they're just a little brother? Like they've dogged on everyone for so long. Like, what if this is just, like, the one year that they're, like, kind of crappy? I can't see it happening, but I'd, I'd get down with the Villanova, like, six seed come Big East tournament. Totally, totally agree. Um, I don't think it's realistic. I think it's going to be those top four, personally. Um, after that, I think St. John's clear-cut five. I, I see a lot of Providence being thrown around on that fifth spot. I think it's St. John's. Curbelo and Posh in the backcourt is so scary to me mm-hmm. um right very so yeah i love that um after that i do think it is providence um and then i'm gonna say marquette over seton hall um and then butler to paul georgetown yes um we talked a little bit about this that like when comparing like seton hall and marquette for who's going to be like above like the bottom but like isn't going to be much of a threat but you obviously like won't look forward to playing them I think I'm taking, like, year two of Shaka over You're one year of Sheen yeah, Holloway. Totally agree. I think Shaka's got um, a very, like, confusing gray area right now because, like, usually this is the year of, like, growth in terms of his program and his players, but he lost some very integral members of his team. So it's interesting to see what he can do. Like, he has a very confusing gray area that he's operating in right now. I think he's a good enough coach to make it work. Um Seton Hall, on the other hand, like Shaheen Holloway, like this is a very quick jump. Like, huge jump. He did a great job at St. Peter's. Like, they were garbage, and he made them a very good program and in terms of their conference. And then makes the tournament and just like shocks the world. Completely. Now, those are an amazing, what, three games? 64, 32, 16, 8. Four games, coach amazing job is it like fair to like is four games enough i i totally agree I, like it was a very quick decision by seton hall unbelievable four games but i like i worry like if this blows up in their face like are they going to be in like that georgetown situation totally it's like, agree. you can't I, fire ewing you yeah, can't fire Holloway. i think it's i think it's different because I think Shaheen always not as big of a name. Obviously, yeah. Very obviously. Ewing is a really tough situation. I think he's on the hot seat this year. I think he's done if if it doesn't work out, and I don't think it does. So, um, And really sad that it doesn't work out, because I when I saw that they were hiring Patrick Ewing, I was like, great. Like, 
Georgetown basketball is going to be back. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think that's good for the Big East and for college basketball as a whole. Yeah, for I sure. love Georgetown basketball. I love seeing them play well. Um, but that being said, I think I think Seton Hall could be in a similar situation here. I do think they have an easier ability to fire them, fire him. But if you're coming off of like setting the standard of like, oh well, we expect better than Kevin Willard, but at the same time, like if you produce like Kevin Willard numbers, like I I guess what I'm trying to say is say this does blow up in their face. Obviously we, we both hope Shaheen does well. Mm-hmm. You know, would love to see Seton Hall still continue to be a good program. But say it does blow up in their face, I think you've kind of set a tough standard now that I don't think a ton of people want to come try and coach there if they're seeing that Kevin Willard didn't quote didn't do well enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like like you know, say I'm Pickett, say I'm Jerome Tang in, in five years and things, you know, went okay at K State, you know, but I'm kind of searching around other options and like Seton Hall's on that list and you see, okay, Kevin Willard was pretty solid over what was it, eight seasons? Yeah, making the tournament. Yeah, making the tournament year. most of the time, you know, whatever. And that wasn't enough. Like, I don't know if you really want to take on that risk in a, in a tough conference to recruit in. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're what fifth, sixth, seventh on on most of those players' lists. So again, I, you know, a lot can happen, but I I think they set a tough standard with the with the quick firing of Willard. Right. Definitely. That's kind of my big takeaway with Seton Hall. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to hit on in the in the Big East? I think um, I think Sonogo or Cockbrenner Player of the Year probably. I I think it'll be Sonogo. Um, yeah. Between those two, they're both gonna be really solid. Colby Jones, obviously, gonna be very very good. I think he I think he similar to Jalen Wilson needs to be an alpha this year. He needs to want the ball on the offensive end. I think he's a great defender. I, I, there's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. He needs to want the ball. I think to, to really be a threat to defenses personally. So, um, yeah, like ball dominance, just icky. No, I agree. I, I, I'm not getting into like a scrug situation, Mm -hmm. but like, I think he, I think he needs to be more of a threat than he has been in previous years. Right. That way. I agree. So, um, but yeah, backcourt at St. John's is crazy. Um, I, I think Andre Corbello could be a sneaky like first team All Big East. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the talent. Totally, totally. And I think under Mike Anderson, he'll he'll do very well. So, all right. Uh, oh, one other thing, we should probably mention that Thad Mod is at Butler now. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what he can do. I. I am so confused by it. Like, no, I agree. I, I don't think it makes a ton of sense, but how's his welcome gonna be? So we'll see. I I don't know. I obviously former Xavier guy, but now he's done the oh now I'm going to Butler, which people claim to be a huge rivalry. I don't really see it because to me, like, and obviously they almost beat us last year, so can't really say too much. But like, and they did beat us. Yeah, and they did. They beat us last two years in the Big East. So, but I just feel that like are we little brother? No, I I feel that you have to on paper be much more competitive than you typically are. 
Right. I definitely agree. And, and let me let me rephrase that too. I think that for that rivalry to be a big deal, like your students have to care. And like when like when you show up to their place, like they want they have to be ready to go against that team. And like I was at the game at Butler last year and I didn't really feel that. No, I it was it was very like okay, like cool, Xavier's in town, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like Right. It's not a big where, deal. Yeah, exactly. So that's a whole nother argument, but that kind of wraps it. So, all right. Anything else, or you want to go listen to Taylor Swift? <laughs> I think I'm all set. We need to book, I mean, in, book in this podcast with Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, as we touched upon, like when we started, that this is just like such a great feeling, you know, once the season's so like around the corner. Cannot wait. Very exciting. I also really like when there isn't like that team that's like, oh my God, they're so good. Totally like, agree. I, I think it's an open field this year. We, I mean, I gave my two. I, I think it's going to be Gonzaga or Arkansas this year. I think I think that would be an intriguing and who I think will be in the national title this year. Do you have a one or two or three teams that you think will be in the national title this year? Um, North Carolina. Okay. Um, and I'd go um, Arkansas and Gonzaga as my safe. Dark Horse would be Texas. And I don't hate the Texas pick at all. Texas and Creighton. Okay. As my Dark Horse, like, Final Four teams. Arthur Kaluma is, like, he might be my Dark Horse Big East player of the year. Like, he is so good. He's very good. I think he He's going to be tough to play against. I very, very much agree. He's going to be a really tough matchup for a lot of a lot of teams. So. Right. Anyways, um, all right, last note. Player of the year. You got anybody popping out? I think it's probably one of ba- probably one of what? Strother, Timmy. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's it's Timmy, Shibway, Baycott, maybe Jaime Hawkes, Hunter Dickinson. You think so? I just throwing a name. Yeah, out there. I, I mean he's he's preseason second team, so I don't know. I I I think it's. Probably she ways to lose. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. But uh, but I think I, Timmy could definitely do it, and I think Baycott obviously, if North Carolina lives up to what they're saying, is is a very good shout. Mark Sasser maybe a little bit of a underdog there from from Houston, but I think it's tough. Sasser's in a tough position because if you're playing in the American, like you're not going to get the you know representation that some of those other schools are. So yeah, and yeah, in terms of talent and media, absolutely. Alrighty, hour fifteen. That's pretty good. That's, you know, that's, we try to keep good. it under an hour. We're very excited. I feel like cut us some slack on time. Totally, totally. I <laughs> I cannot wait. We are just over a couple weeks, like I said earlier. So, all right, we will wrap this up. This is I don't even know what episode. I gotta go back and count. Um, Number. It's gotta be like eighteen, right? Or twenty? No, we're in the twenties. It's like something between like one and fifty. Okay. That's a good call. <laughs> we got to do something fun for episode 50. We'll figure that out when we get there. I think it might honestly be like around 68. It's like 68 is like just such a good number, and I don't see why anyone wouldn't want something to be 68, especially like when you get into like the 120s. Like, right. Like 68 is just great. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but like why wouldn't you want a 120? No. 130? No. one. 68 is great. I feel like we'll have all the good episodes in by then. 
and like you won't have any like bad filler episodes that like no one's gonna want to watch listen to yeah <laughs> this is good this is a good bit all right let's get out of here we're both exhausted don't expand the tournament gosh darn it <laughs> but stream the mirror with noise wherever you listen to podcasts especially on spotify we love you all very very much it's great